In this episode, I sit down with Dana Ferrant and we talk about how getting into the dungeon, I mean some real like BDSM stuff, can actually help you improve your life and potentially accomplish all of the goals you've ever wanted. Stick around because this is Tiny Leaps. Big change. Big Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and today on the show, I have Dana Ferrant. Becoming a badass in life and business requires that you stand in your power and be super comfy with being unique. Now, Dana, she knows all about standing out and being unique. Her personal brand of the inner dominatrix, something we are definitely going to talk about because, wow, that's cool. Uh, It pushes people out of their comfort zone. It challenges their preconceived notions, and it has them stepping into a fierce determination to rock their bold, sexy, fun-filled lives. And she recently... Uh, she has a new book coming out. Dana, when is the release? So the book was uh, released October 15th. So it's a it's still fresh and oh, new. Oh, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So it is available now, yeah. I'm assuming, anywhere you get your books? All the platforms. Perfect. So Amazon, wherever you want to buy books, go buy it. It's called The Inner Dominatrix Guide, Become a Badass in Business. So Dana, first of all, welcome to the show. Second of all, thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much, Greg. I was really looking forward to this. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited to really dive into this. Um, and we have to start with the most interesting question. Uh, why The Inner Dominatrix? Yeah. You know, it's so funny because it's like, it's a very challenging brand. You know, the word dominatrix triggers people and at the same time has so many people curious. So I will do my best to keep this a very short story, but there's a history behind it. And the history is that I, um, like a lot of people have grown up with abuse and sexual abuse. And I went on this long journey to find a way to untangle myself from all of that. And I ended up in the strangest place for healing. And that was the dungeon. And Mm -hmm. in that space, what I learned was that this, you know, this thing that Hollywood portrays as something that's very, you know, controlling and manipulative, it's actually nothing like that. And it's, it's actually more akin to, you know, therapy, healing and coaching in that you craft out the scene the way you want it. And then you can, you can also control the outcome. So we crafted out scenes that were similar to what I went through, but with a different outcome so that I could complete completely take back my power, change how it was interacting in my body and affecting me. And as a result of that, I was able to heal 
in a very deep and profound way. And with my background as a a massage therapist and a healer, I really was intrigued by this transformation. I had to take people on the same journey. So I spent the next six years studying with other people who are doms and learning the craft and taking people through a healing journey through, you know, a rather interesting, different platform. Um, And then, you know, when I was finished with my time there, I then started to look at how, who I became in that world, how that really translated very strongly to the business world, because we need those skills from um, an energetic perspective, who we need to become to actually grow our businesses in a way that is effective. That is such an incredible uh, experience and, and is such an incredible way to sort of take this experience that from the outside seems completely unrelated uh, and, and sort of tie it back into how we can all uh, improve our control over our lives, our ability to be better and get better in progress and so on and so forth. Um, just before we move from it, uh, for those of us who maybe... Um, you know, we, we just aren't in the know. What exactly is the dungeon? Okay. So the, the world of, some people call it kink. Some people call it BDSM, which stands for bondage, submission, um, bondage, domination, submission, sadomasochism. So it is, um, typically what people would see see as, um, pain that's inflicted, you know, but it's done in a way that is, it's actually a, a gradual ramping up of the pain, which creates a scene where it releases the endorphins and the endocannabinoids in the body and drops people into a deeply meditative state. And in that people experience a high from it and they experience transformation in their lives. So, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey is probably the, you know, been one of the things that's kind of opened a lot of people's eyes as to what this world is. But even that has not done a fantastic job of describing the stuff that most people don't see. They don't see how it is actually a spiritual process and how, um, you know, it transforms people's lives and allows them to get over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it's interesting because um, prior to this conversation and uh, when we booked you on the show, I I did some additional research. Uh, This was never an angle that I had ever even heard of. (laughs) Um, This is definitely completely, at least from my perspective, left field, which is part of why we're having this conversation, because I think it's fascinating. Um, What if you're willing to share what led and and we don't necessarily need every single detail yeah. but why why the dungeon why did you end up there in your journey you know and that was the fate you know how there are things where you just end up being drawn to something. So as I said, I was a massage therapist and I had a client come in um, and she disclosed to me that this is what she was involved in. And obviously, if you're going to be working with somebody doing massage, you're going to see a lot of their skin. And so we needed to have open conversation about marks and bruises. And and she didn't want to, you know, be lying to me and, you know, hedging around it and have me thinking that there was something going on that wasn't acceptable. So that that just sparked something for me. You know, she, she told me what she was into and I'm like, Oh, what is that? And I got really curious and we started having conversations. So every time she came in, I'd be, you know, I'd be kind of like questioning her. I'm like, what is that? Why do you like it? What's going on? And she just had this beautiful way of, of explaining it. And honestly, Greg, if you'd have been listening to conversations, you would have thought, 
we could have been discussing fine wine. It was so nonchalant and very um, in-depth and just uh, open. And that that really sparked my interest. So honestly, it took me about nine years before I got up the courage to actually go to my first play party, which we call them play parties because it's it's not about sex. And that's a misnomer in this world. They People think mm-hmm. that, you know, kink is about sex and it's kinky foreplay kind of thing. But it's actually much more about this whole experience as opposed to it being something that's related to sex. Interesting. And so uh, being or rather having been in that world, having uh, experienced that transformation for yourself, uh, have you seen uh, have you seen other people that that maybe you've met in that world or, or uh, are now a part of your life as a result of, of that time period that have experienced a similar result? And I, I, I would love to also hear if you've seen the opposite. Yeah, there's, you know, I have a lot of people that I took through scenes and they, they really transform their lives. And it's, it's interesting because I, I now correlate it and I say, you know, it's that preparation helped me to become a really good coach because, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm willing to hold people in a space that they can actually step into who they are who they really are as opposed to who they want to believe they are at the moment. And, and then, yeah, I, I, you know, there are, there's people in every area of life that some want to change and some don't. And so there were, there were some really messed up people within the kink world who were just in it for uh, the thrill and, you know, weren't really safe, sane and consensual. And, you know, you've get, you get a whole spectrum. <laughs> there's, there's lots right. of interesting people in that world for sure. But I, I met some amazing, incredible people too. So, uh, and, and I, I definitely want to uh, transition here in a, a second, but I, I'm very curious when, um, is within the world, is it positioned as, hey, this is a tool that can help you work through issues, help you meet yourself, so on and so forth? Or is that uh, a byproduct that you found? I would say it's it's more of a byproduct that I found, but I do know lots of people who have used this as their means of personal development. Um, there's there's mm-hmm. there's like a segment of people that really use it that way, and they they go through these intense experiences that for me I equate to marathon running. Like running a marathon, I don't know to me that seems like a ridiculous thing to ever do, but but there are people who right. do it, right? <laughs> And you grow and you you change as a result of being able to move through that training and do it. And it's the same kind of thing right. within the kink world. Like when you stretch yourself to do something that you think, oh my God, I can't do that. And yet somebody is there, you know, the dom is holding you and saying, do it. And you use their um, faith in you to actually push through it. Now you have that kinesthetic response in your body that you have the ability to do what you didn't think you could do before. That is absolutely fascinating. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's transition here. Uh, The book is called The Inner Dominatrix. And I assume uh, based on the title that uh, you're sort of taking lessons learned from this world, from these experiences and and starting to apply them to how we can maybe uh, 
change our our inner selves without necessarily going through that experience. Is that accurate? Very accurate. I love it. So yes. So the dominatrix for me has now become an archetype. I've formed her into this model to learn from. And it's to me, it's the energy of the dominatrix that I want people to step into. You know, it's not required that you go and pick up the whips. That's actually not something I do anymore. Um, it is, mm-hmm. it has become part of who I am and I want people to experience the power of embracing that and leaning into it, whether it's in their life or their business or their career to, you know, to, to become more authentically confident and that, you know, be able to be that presence in the room, whether it's, you know, just in the room or on stage or leading a business meeting, wherever it is, we need these skills. Mm. Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. Uh, so what would you say, and this might be difficult to, to uh, distill, but what would you say are sort of the top things that uh, the top lessons or ways of viewing yourself or ways of look, uh, looking at the world that you walked away with and that you are trying to communicate to others? Um, I, I really, you know, it comes back to what I said about the authentic confidence, which to me is a, a quiet presence of, I know who I am. I'm comfortable showing up in the world exactly as I am. And, and I model that in just in embracing this brand of the inner dominatrix, you know, this is, it's a fairly challenging um, piece to get across to people initially, but we do need to be comfortable being visible, especially if we're going to do business and we're going to, we're going to grow. You need to be seen and more so now, like this day and age, being visible, being seen comes with a lot of risks. And that's another area where I think, with, you know, the dominatrix really holds a lot of power of being willing to be judged. Like there's probably no profession mm-hmm. that gets judged more than that, rightly or wrongly. And so if you're willing to not, not only just willing to be judged, but embrace it and receive it and use it to your advantage, that like, that's such a great piece to be bringing into your life. Today's sponsor is Babbel, the number one selling language learning app in the world. About two years ago, when Rachel and I went and visited my friend John in Paris, I remember spending a ton of time trying to learn how to speak French. Now, I'd taken French for years, but I really never had the opportunity to speak it and definitely not to speak it to native speakers. And so at the time, I was using this other app, a different learning app, and I wanted to brush up on my skills, get some experience speaking, maybe uh, learn some new words just to sort of prepare for the trip. And I knew I was never going to be fluent, at least definitely not by uh, the time that I was taking the trip, but at least it would help me sort of navigate, ask for questions, ask questions, so on and so forth. But the results were, uh, to say the least, disappointing. The experience was overall just bad. Like the apps just aren't designed that well. And all it ever really did was drill me on words. Basically, it was like I was using high-tech flashcards. So what was the point? But with Babbel, that's not how it works. Babbel's lessons are designed to get you speaking confidently in your new language and actually remember what you learn. Learn through interactive dialogues, speech recognition, and fun trainers and quizzes. Then, curated review sessions will reinforce what you've learned by bringing it back in new context, committing it to memory so you'll never struggle for the right words. Now, I wish I had Babbel back when I was going to Paris, but you better believe that I'll be using it for my next trip. 
To get 50% off your first three months, head over to babbel.com and use the offer code TINYLEAPS. That's babbel.com and use the offer code TINYLEAPS for 50% off your first three months. So you're absolutely right here. Uh, no one wants to be judged. No one wants to have that that feeling of uh, judgment from others, the eyes on them, so on and so forth. And as a result, we sort of end up playing it safe because mm-hmm. if we play safe and we're sort of in the middle, then nobody can judge us because we're like everybody else. But how do we actually make that that mental shift to not minding it or maybe even craving it? Yes. And, and this is where I, I love playing on, you know, the time from the dungeon. So I, you know, I'll play from the time from when I was a submissive in that, in that world, there is the ability to transform pain into something pleasurable. And that's done through the conditioning and through holding this space. And, you know, it's the, the energy in the room, in the dungeon is very electric. It's just highly charged and it's easy to get into that. But what I've done for my clients is, is created a format that allows them to recondition themselves. That's not requiring them to go to the dungeon and, and experience the pain. Because I've learned that not everybody wants to go there. I, I can't imagine why, but. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, so what I do is I've got this, you know, very simple but profound process that it basically removes the charge that we have off of either side of a scenario. So let's say we're looking at the the idea of judgment. So when we think about being judged, then you can feel like when you think about somebody judging you, you can feel energetically where it's like, oh, that doesn't feel so good. It's kind of this resistance to having it come in. And then, you know, if you think about not being judged and what that means, there's also an energy that comes up around that of like, you know, yeah, that's kind of better. But then at the same time, if you're not being judged, you're, you're playing too small. And so there's bugaboos on both sides that we have. And by very simply, you know, energetically clearing what I call the charge on either side, then we move you into the center, which is a space of, of choice. Mm-hmm. If you don't have issue with it, right? If you don't have a charge on it either side, then it becomes like, you know, if I say the sky is blue I like being judged. You know, it can be the same kind of zero resistance to it. Right. And that's the piece. That's the training is, is moving through all of these layers of the charges that we have around what it means to be judged and the different ways and, you know, being called, um, whatever <laughs> my brain went to, I was like, Oh, I, I didn't ask permission to swear. So I was like, <laughs> okay. But you know, if you're, if you're called a bitch or, you know, in my case, I get called a slut, I get called a whore. I get called, like I get, I'll call all kinds of horrible names that most mm-hmm. people would consider horrible. And, um, I love flipping it on its head cause I've, I've learned to embrace it. And so when, when people say, Oh, you're such a slut, I'm like, Oh, thanks. but it also has this side effect of of almost like deflating anything that somebody could come back to you yes yes and that's the thing it's like when you don't have any bugaboos about people doing those things it's really hard for them to get the um you know, the impact is like them trying to throw a punch. If they land and connect with you because you have resistance to it, that's the connection. Then they feel Mm -hmm. that 
impact and they feel vindicated because they've done something and it's like it's landed. Yes, that worked. But when it lands on nothing and they're punching into the air, it doesn't feel very good for them. And then they go, right. well, I'll just go somewhere else. So this is huge. This is absolutely such a, I, I want to really drive this point home to those mm-hmm. of you listening. This, this flip here of even just the basic understanding that uh, using the punch analogy, like if they're not hitting anything, then they stop. Like there, there's no reason for them to keep going. And it's the same thing with emotional issues. Like people cannot hurt you unless you allow them to hurt you. Absolutely. And if you stop them from hurting you, if you don't allow it, if you flip the script on what the word means or, or your reaction to the thing that was said. And I, I can't tell you how many times I've been called the N word or a million other variations of that. Um, but if it doesn't mean anything and you choose not to let it bother you, guess what? They've got no ammunition. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I want to make a point because you bring up about that if you choose not to let it bother you. So this is the difference in, in what I've really noticed. So we can, we can try to do willpower um, and, you know, say, I'm going to choose not to let that bother me. And what happens is if you feel that, it's like, I'm not going to let that bother me, right? For most people, it becomes this shield situation. And, you know, you get this like, F you, I'm not going to let this bother me, which is, it still has a charge. It still is affecting you, even though you're saying it doesn't affect me. But if we actually allow ourselves to go through this process of embracing that, right? That is that leaning into the pain. So in the, in a, in a dungeon scene, if you're being flogged, if you tighten up your muscles, it will hurt. But if you relax your muscles and you breathe deeply into it, then you can transform that pain into something pleasurable because it allows the body's natural process to kick in and the, the endorphins and the endocannabinoids click, click into your system. And now it starts to feel pleasurable, more like um, a deep massage, like a thuddy massage as opposed to something painful. And that's the difference of willpower versus actually clearing it, getting in there and and doing the the deeper work. So then, because my biggest fear, like this is so much of the mental game, Mm -hmm. right? It's it's the mental side of self-improvement. And there is, I can't stress how important that piece of it is, but my biggest fear has always been with this show how do we talk about the mental side and still give people specific things they can walk away with? How can we make it practical? Right. Yeah. So is there, and, and like we can talk all day about how we need to, to sort of clear the, the, the issues with this, but is there something we can be doing that can help us practice that? Is there, Absolutely. is there something we can do to, to, to bring this into a practical space? Yes. So without getting into the deeper process that I, that I take my clients through, there are some really great tools that people can get started with. So first and foremost, my base tool with everybody that I teach them is learning to expand your energy field out. And I don't care if you're not a woo person, um, this still works. So it is, 
it's that creating space so that things don't affect you. And what you're going to do is you're going to take your energy. So it's the presence of who you are and you make more space because most people, when they feel attacked or, you know, hurt or whatever, tend to pull in and tend to do that shield and bubble. I need to protect myself. But when you, when you pull in and you contract, you end up being able to take on and absorb more stuff from other people, all of their, their energy, their negative emotions, whatever it is, it happens to get stuck in there when you contract in and you also make yourself kind of like solid, like a wall. And this is my analogy. So you can be solid like a wall or we can expand out and become expansive like the wind. And other people's stuff, all of their emotions, their projections, their expectations of you, all of these things are post-it notes. And post-it notes can be piled up on the wall layers deep, but you can't stick a single one to the wind. So if you want to be safe, quote unquote, you want to expand out. So all you're going to do is you just imagine because energy follows your intention and you imagine letting yourself expand out to as big as the universe. And I usually, you know, step people through. It's like, what would it be to be as big as the world and as big as the solar system? And, and, it, and you can make it playful. And it's kind of like, I wonder what it would feel like to be as big as the universe. And immediately you will, you'll find you, you feel like you've got more space. You feel like you've got more ability to breathe freely and there's, there's more room around you. That in and of itself makes a dramatic, dramatic difference for people. And that's the place that I always start with them is to get them trained on implementing this on a regular basis. So the uh, the boot camp part of this is you take this tool and you're going to set up an alarm on your phone. Now, gentle ringtone. <laughs> and so for every half hour, it just goes off something gentle just to remind you to expand out. You take a deep breath and you let yourself expand out. It takes like a nanosecond and carry on with your day. Eventually, you will find yourself expanding out more and more often and then you're not absorbing what's going on with other people. You have more choice available of your internal space as opposed to being bombarded with the busyness of the world. Absolutely. Absolutely love that. And I love how practical you just got. Uh, so Dana, where can we get uh, the book? And also I'd love for you to, uh, in your own words, tell us why we should read it. Hmm. Cause I wrote it. No, just kidding. <laughs> the, uh, the, you know what the book I've been getting such great feedback from people in that they've saying that they feel heard. They feel like somebody gets them. You know, if you've been in a world where you feel like no one else understands where you're coming from, this would be a book for you to read. It's also really vital for changing your mindset, giving you practical tools, usable tools today for getting you into the mindset. And this is geared to business. So it's the, the badass in business mindset. Absolutely love that. And where can we get so it? So it is available on all of the usual platforms. So um, anywhere you can buy electronic books and Amazon has a physical copy and innerdominatrix.com. You can also buy a signed copy directly from me. 
Oh, beautiful. Uh, and just in case if, if somebody is, you know what, I like this chick, I'm not ready to buy the book yet, but I want to get to know like her more, see what her content is about. Where can we connect with you and, and what's the best way to do that? So Facebook is my most popular social platform that I'm, I'm the most active on there. Um, so you're welcome to connect with me through my fan page and through the, uh, Facebook group, which is become a badass in business, access your inner dominatrix. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, Dana, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for for uh, being willing to share your experiences and, and your expertise. Uh, it's something that this is definitely one of the most unique episodes we've done, but there's so much value in here that I know so many people are going to walk away with, with a ton. To oh, thank on. you so much, Greg. It has been an absolute pleasure. And to those of you listening, thank you again, as always, for your time, your willingness to share your attention with myself, with Dana, with any other guests. Uh, it's honestly unbelievable. And I cannot, cannot thank you enough. If you have not already, click that subscribe button. It is the best way to make sure you never miss a new episode. And as always, remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Every day.